At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Paul, my partner, Amal Shaw, still on his book tour. We'll get more into that tomorrow, but we've got a terrific show. It's season one, episode 148, The Gridiron Get Down. What a lineup of NFL guests we have for you today. Momentarily, Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, author of The Gridiron Genius. He's worked with all the greats and, of course, the host of the Lombardi line. He's going to join me in about 30 minutes. We'll talk to Mike Pritchard, the pride of Rancho High School, terrific career as an NFL receiver and a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes. First-round pick in the 91 NFL Draft. And then we'll close the hour with Sean King, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, another Super Bowl champion. He's going to join us by phone. We're going to discuss some of the rookie quarterbacks with Sean King. What a weekend it was for the San Diego Padres. I mean, we've been talking about this for quite a while. But you go to Arizona against a team with the worst record in baseball. You lose three out of four. You lose you Darvish. You get no hit by a pitcher making his first start. They bounce back with Tatis Jr. coming back yesterday. All he does is double homer, homer to open up, and they win that game. We saw the odds in the NL MVP race go from about a pick em, even money on Tatis to minus $3. Quite a reaction. But we have the great one, Michael Lombardi, joining us right now from his humble abode in Ocean City, New Jersey. Michael, thank you so much for joining the Nuts for the first time. Mike, it is my pleasure to be on the nuts. I mean, this is the first time I've been asked, so I'm excited to be here. I 
I've just searched Google, uh, Amazon, to see if I can purchase Amal's book because yeah, I can't wait to read it. Yeah, it's called Life. Uh, Michael, it's called Life is a Mindset. He co-authors yes, it with William B. Ingram II. It's really terrific. I, I, I can't wait to, to delve into this. It should take 20 to 30 minutes, but it's terrific, <laughs> ter terrific stuff from our guy, Amal Shah. Michael, oh, Go ahead. I, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, he's all comfortable with Ohio State's football team and everything's good with them all. And, and uh, you know, as we go forward, I think as he got, he's got all his, his, fa his uh, suicide picks made out for the entire year, I assume, right? He, he did them all uh, during the break of one show. He didn't know about the Christmas week rule, where that's its own three games uh, with the Thursday before and the two Christmas games. He did it all, and, and he went against the Texans 11 times. Uh, I, Figuring there'd be no Deshaun Watson, and that, that was his strategy this year. You know, when you watch the Texans in Green Bay this weekend, Mike, I, I mean, they're not a bad team. I mean, they're, they're not great by any means, but I think the perception is running ahead of how bad they are. You know, and I think the coach can certainly use that as a full advantage. I mean, when you get beaten down by the media as much as they have, just about Deshaun Watson, I mean, the players kind of rally around. They've got some good players offensively. You know, they're going to move the football. They looked good. They looked well coached offensively. And then defensively, I was surprised. Lovey Smith hasn't shaved in four years. You know, he's got that gray beard going out there. But they got after Green Bay a little bit in that game. Their defensive front was pretty good. So I, I, I'm just going to say here today on August the 16th, if you're going 11 straight against the Texans, you're probably going to lose one of those. Michael, let's talk about this opening weekend of the preseason. The big news in the betting world is the unders. The unders went 12-3 and three in the 15 games. They went 9-1 and one on Saturday. I know your producer yeah. and my close friend, Stephanie Franey, and I know she has another last name now. She put that 10-teamer in with all the unders, and she only missed by one game. Is there anything to draw from this trend, or was it just a blip in a short sample size? I think it was a blip, Mike, and I also think that the fact that one teams weren't one team wasn't scored. I mean, where she, where Stephanie got messed up was, and we should have known this was that that Denver was going to play their guys, and so Denver was playing against the backups. I mean, just think about this: Drew Locke averaged twenty one point six yards per pass attempt in the game. Teddy Bridgewater came in and he averaged over nine yards per attempt. Their quarterback rating, I think Drew Locke was 155. Teddy was 146. There was no resistance. I mean, it was really, really bad by Minnesota. They played nobody. So the Broncos alone got over that to total because of who they played. I think this week, for example, the Rams, they won't play anybody against the Raiders. So you figure the Raiders are going to score 27 points. Will the Rams score six? Will they score three? It's probably not a lot. The Packers, don't, Jordan Love's not going to play. Okay, who are they going to bring in to play a quarterback? They're going to have to sign somebody. What will happen then? Yeah, I didn't take too much advantage of it, Michael. I only played one game under, and it was the Rams-Chargers when it was announced the Chargers weren't going to play most of their starters. We know how Sean McVay hates the preseason, so I thought there would be no offensive firepower on either, either side of the ball. This is the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. We're talking with Michael Lombardi, the gridiron genius, host of the Lombardi Line, former NFL executive. Michael, you've worked with all the best, with Al Davis, with Bill Walsh, with Bill Belichick. None greater, though, than Harvey Hyde. We just heard from Harvey <laughs> Hyde. Michael, we heard from Harvey Hyde. He reached out to us. He has a radio show in Southern California. wanted to know if Circa wanted to promote the contest or do some advertising there. So it's good to know Harvey's alive and well. Harvey is one of those guys who won't stop working. I mean, you know, he doesn't need the money. He's... Uh, 
got a, uh, got a pretty good lifestyle going from his time. I met Harvey at a coaching clinic, the Coach of the Year Clinic in Atlantic City. He was a guest speaker there, and, and he's been like a, a father to me. I mean, he started my career in the national, in, in college football. You know, Bobby Bowden just recently passed away, and I had just dreams of working for Bobby Bowden. I used to write him letters, Mike, uh, all the time. He answered every one of those letters back, uh, and I had to write at least over 500 letters when I was a student at Hofstra University. And, you know, and I wasn't able to get to work there. So Harvey Hyatt actually started my career, gave me a job right there at UNLV, uh, unpaid, didn't make any money, but it was great. And, and he's been great to me ever since. Michael, I want to talk about officiating just briefly. I, I thought there were a lot of offensive holding calls, more than you'd normally see for the first week of a, yeah. a, of a preseason. And that helped keep the totals under because they're, they're drive killers, as you know. But I've been watching the last half of last year and then this first week, is, is it sort of an unwritten thing that the officials are going to give these tackles sort of a half second before they call the false start? They're, they're at such a disadvantage against these rushers. There's a lot of false starts that you don't get to see called in the NFL these days. No doubt, Mike. You saw it this weekend, too. I mean, you know, in the New England game, New England screaming for Washington that they moved early and nobody made a call. And you could see it as plain as day. You didn't need the replay to get there. So... Yeah, I, I think, look, you couldn't watch the Atlanta-Tennessee game, Mike, because Cleet Blakeman was decided that he thought we all paid to watch him referee. He was throwing flags from the first play of the game. I mean, he calls offsides on, on Atlanta. Look, I, I get they were offsides, but usually officials will say, hey, move back, guys, move back. you got to line up right, you know, and let them play a little bit. And I think you're right. I think more than anything. More than anything, the lack of quarterbacking combined with these officials deciding to call holding whenever they want to call it. If the ball goes outside now, just watch the games. If the ball jumps outside quickly, then you're going to be a holding call because somebody's going to be pulled and tugged that way. And I, and I think that really just reduces the amount of scoring we're going to see. And I thought for overall for the first weekend, though, Mike, it wasn't a bad weekend. There was a lot of veteran guys playing, but the, the referees can make or break the scoring. You mentioned the football team's game against the Patriots. I want to talk briefly about the NFC East. Troy Aikman speculated that Dak's injury is worse than the Cowboys are letting on. They're consulting baseball teams now. They talk to the Rangers. They talk to the Yankees. They say he's not throwing a football. He's working with light objects. If there's no Dak for a significant portion of the season, where do you turn to fade the Cowboys as the favorite in the East? Is it back to the football team? Yeah, I, I think it's the football team. I mean, look, the football team, in just a brief outing against New England, looked professional. I mean, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick gives them a chance, right? I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying he's going to lead them to the Super Bowl. But at least they can effectively run an offense. And he'll make some mistakes, but their defense is so damn good. And with the addition of William Jackson, the corner, to go along with a really good front and the Davis kid they drafted in the first round, they're fast, they're athletic, they can rush the passer. They did this last year, Mike. They were 30, they were 30th in the national, 29th in the National Football League in first half point differential, meaning they gave up more points than they scored in the first half, and yet they were still able to play great defense. If they ever flip that, where they play from in front, watch out with this defense. So if Dak's not healthy, I don't have a lot of hope for Dallas because they're not going to rest on that defense. Their defense is not going to be able to be unstoppable, get off the field. I think Makai Parsons will be a really good player. He looks like he can run sideline to sideline. But they've got some liability there. And without Dak, I think it's going to be a struggle. It's not going to be Ben Benucci. It's not going to be Cooper Rush. It's not going to be Garrett Gilbert as the starters. I don't know. I think they'll have to go out and get one. 
if they think that Dak. Now, that tells me they're not convinced Dak won't be their opening day. If they were a little bit worried, as, as Troy Aikman says, I think you would see a little bit more of a sense of urgency to try to fix their backup quarterback situation. You mentioned Ryan Fitzpatrick. He moves from Miami to the nation's capital, leaving Tua installed as the, as the number one starter there. You came out with your quarterback tier rankings, the, all the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and you ranked Tua 32nd. I was a little bit surprised by that behind some of the rookies that uh, we assume are going to be starting this year. Are your hopes for the Dolphins very low given your outlook on Tua? Well, what I try to do, Mike, is so from 1 to 10 in my quarterback ratings, that was the, that's an order that I saw them in. Everything else from 11 on down to 34 it ended up being because I counted, uh, I counted both quarterbacks at Denver and I counted both quarterbacks uh, in uh, another team that's oh, New Orleans. I counted both those. To me, the bottom cluster, you could have ranked two of 32. You could have ranked them 26. It really wouldn't have mattered. He's in that cluster. That cluster down there where he was were players that had to prove something. Sam Darnold was in that cluster. He's got a lot to prove, right? Tua's got a lot to prove. You know, the rookie quarterbacks have a lot to prove. That category, the last category was you got to prove something. Andy Dalton's in there. He's got to prove he could actually be an effective starter since he's been a backup lately. So I put him in there. I worry about Tua. I worry about his arm strength. I worry about what happens to him when it doesn't go on script. You can script for success, which is what Miami's been doing at their practices and what they've been trying. They're trying to build confidence back up into it. And it's the right thing to do. I'm not critiquing it. It's the right thing to do. However, there's going to be a time in a game where he's going to get pressure inside and he's going to play small. And when he plays small, it's not a good thing. He's not going to be able to see like that interception. I think it's going to be really challenging. Look, here's what people don't talk about with Miami. They gave up eight yards per pass attempt in the passing game last year. Eight yards per pass attempt. That's not good. So you can throw the football on Miami. What they did a great job was they didn't miss any field goals. The guy was great. Sanders was incredible. They turned the ball over, and every missed field goal went in their advantage, and so that was more turnovers. So they were able – you watch the Rams game. The Rams lost that game. I don't think Miami won that game. And so that's how they were fortunate to get the 10 wins. But they're not going to be able to be that fortunate. That Usually that turnover takeaway kind of evens itself out. And I think with a little shift, I like them to go under their win total. We're speaking with Michael Lombardi, host of the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN, former NFL executive and author of Gridiron Genius. An inauspicious debut for Dan Campbell in Detroit with the poor clock <laughs> management. But here's my point. Why aren't we talking about Anthony Lynn? They hired Anthony Lynn as their offensive coordinator. This guy blew five double-digit leads with the Chargers last year. Everybody's talking about Dan Campbell can't be a head coach. How about his OC, the guy calling the plays? Well, I think you're right. But here's the way I would say to this. Not that I think he can do this job, but I describe it to you. And you won't agree agree that he can either. Is Anthony Lynn's job currently is to call, is to get first downs and score points. That's his job. Dan Campbell's job is to tell him how to manage the game. Now, you're absolutely right. Anthony Lynn's a disaster with clock management. He's a disaster with game management. He's a disaster in that area. There's no denying that. However, in this instance, and Dan Campbell said if it had been a regular season, he would have run the ball. Come on, Dan. What, what, do you mean, what does that have to do with doing the right thing? I mean, that's just you're just basically insulting our intelligence when you say that because it wasn't the right thing to do, trying two passes. And as you said so right, 
It fits into Anthony Lynn's pattern of not understanding the situations of the game. It really was bad. And, and I agree with you on Anthony Lynn. I do. But the guy who signs his letters, head coach, Dan Campbell, should stop Anthony Lynn from affecting his win-loss percentage. Michael, I'm really high on the Chargers this year. I think they're definitely a playoff team. I think they, they continue to decrease, decrease the gap between the Chiefs and themselves in the, in the AFC West. I liked their draft. How much of a lift do they get by Anthony Lynn being in Detroit and Brandon Staley, just anybody with competence managing games with this team? Well, I think that's one. I think they'll certainly get a benefit of that. Two, I think they'll get a benefit of not having Gus Bradley calling defenses. I think they were so generic defensively. I think everybody looked forward to playing them because they were never really helping out the scheme. So when Bradley, if Anthony Lynn was going to keep his job and Anthony Lynn was calling defensive coordinators around the league last year, thinking he was going to keep his job, some of us felt he might. If he was going to keep his job, he, was going to, he wasn't going to renew Bradley's contract. He was going to bring his own defense coordinator in because he knew he needed diversity within his defensive portfolio. You can't run one front, one coverage like, like Bradley runs. You can't run the Pete Carroll scheme and really rely on it, especially when you don't have Derwin James, who I think they'll get back. I think the Chargers have a great ability to kind of wash away the problems of their past with their ability with Herbert, their offensive team. They're better in the offensive line, certainly by what they've drafted with Staley, who they signed, Lindsey at center. They're improved in that area, no doubt. And I think defensively they'll be improved because they're going to run more of Vic Fangio's scheme. They're going to blitz more. They're going to do different things to help their talent rise to a higher level. And I think that's going to benefit them. So I'm high on them too, Mike. I think it's a tough division. I think Denver has a chance to be really good. But Denver's Achilles heel. We all know this. Denver's Achilles heel is the quarterback. We could talk all we want about how good Denver looks on paper. But until they get that quarterback fixed, it's going to be hard for them to win. I know you love a fanny pack Vic. But I asked this question, Michael. Is the era of the defensive-minded head coach who's come through as a defensive coordinator, a defensive backs coach, in the NFL over. When we look at the last 12 years, only two defensive coaches have won Super Bowls, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. Every yeah. other coach, and it's eight of them, has come from the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a fair question. For me, if I were hiring a coach, I'd want to hire a defense coach because I want my team to have toughness. But he's got to be the right defensive coach. It's got to be a defensive coach that will allow the offense to be offensive. Sometimes when you hire these offensive coaches, there's no toughness. Look at the Bears, Mike. They have no toughness. Matt Nagy can draw all the plays you want, but there's really no toughness. Andy Reid at, at Kansas City has toughness. His teams are tough. Now, they might be more finesse and don't want to run the ball, but they're a tough team. They practice tough. They execute tough. I mean, look at Gruden. I mean, Gruden defensively, they, they have no toughness. They're not a tough team. They're a good offensive team, but not defensively and not in the kicking game. So I, I get the point. I think it's got to be the right defensive guy. And it might be Staley. Staley comes from an offensive background and since he's watched McVay, he understands the importance of taking advantage of what the defense doesn't do. I want to talk about the Saints. You watched the tape on this game, Taysom yeah. Hill, Jameis. I thought Jameis would clearly be the starter on this team. I want to get your opinion on how you think that's going to go. But I want to ask you this question. If you could go back last year, would the Saints have had a better chance at advancing in the playoffs if they would have had either of these quarterbacks instead of Drew Brees? That's a great question, Mike. I said on my show, I mean, let's not confuse Drew Brees of 2020 with Drew Brees of 2010. Last year, he really held their team back. He really did. He couldn't throw the ball down. I don't care what Chris Collins were said about his arm strength. It wasn't there. 
He couldn't throw the ball down the field last year. It really became hard. You watched that playoff game against Tampa. And yes, Jared Cook fumbled. But there were a lot of opportunities in that game that, that Drew Brees couldn't take advantage of. And Sean Payton had to call the perfect game. I'm with you. I think they're not going to lose anything by losing Brees. Now, they would they've lose a lot by not having Brees of 2010. But from 2020, they're not going to lose a lot. I thought it would be Winston, too. But watching the tape of that game yesterday, I felt like Taysom Hill was in better control of the game. I thought Taysom Hill had a better feel. I worry about Winston. He throws his typical interception. He's loose with the ball in the pocket. And I think it's going to drive Sean crazy. And I think Sean's going to feel like, I know what I'm going to get out of Taysom Hill. It may not be perfect, but I know what I'm going to get. Indianapolis uh, loses Wentz with the foot injury. My partner, Amal Shaw, trying to dissect how Jacob Eason's going to perform and whether they'll still be in a playoff position when Wentz came back. I told him, I'll forget about Jacob Eason. Sam Ellinger is going to be the starter in Indianapolis sooner than you think. Your thoughts on that? Well, I thought Ellinger, I think they're both. I think Eason played well. I would have said yes. I think that they like both quarterbacks. I think there's a serious competition for both quarterbacks there. I think we're going to learn more about as they go forward in this game coming up this week. But, yeah, I do. I think Ellinger has that unique feel. Look, he suffered with the Texas offense. I mean, the guy starts, what, 40-some games in his college career. He was really productive. He had great rhythm to his throw. He doesn't have a strong arm, but he does all the other things you like really effectively, and he's a great leader. I thought Eason played a little better, not quite as fast as I would have liked him to play. The Colts issue to me, Mike, they got to solve that left tackle position. Heavy played poorly against the Panthers last on Sunday, and so did Julian Davenport. That's not going to hold up if they don't get Fisher back soon enough. Michael, a lot of talk, a lot of breaking down all these teams, these divisions. The Buccaneers return all 22 starters. You know, Tom Brady yeah. obviously structures his contract. They're able to return Everyone, if you go back the last 12 years, the only two teams that came within five of returning all their starters was Seattle, who made it back to the Super Bowl, and if not for Malcolm Butler, repeats, and then New England that did that. Isn't it without some sort of poor injury luck, the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl to lose again? I think it is, but if you go back and watch that playoff game against Green Bay, I mean, Green Bay did everything in their power to lose that game, including Matt LaFleur's play calling and same with Mike Pettin defensively. I think that game really, to be as close as it was, you know, within one touchdown, and he settles for the field goal, which why we still don't know. There'll be a 30-for-30 documentary on that. Uh, You know, I think that the Packers have a really good chance, especially the way Rodgers was playing last year if he continues over into this year. You know, they just did not play well. Losing Bakari at left tackle really affected them. And then they put Billy Turner over at left tackle, and they don't even give him any help. They ask him to block, uh, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul like he's some pedestrian offensive, defensive lineman. And Rodgers is getting sacked left and right, and LaFleur's not doing anything to change the game plan. And then they're going after the third corner the entire game. Brady looked towards the th- – anytime he needed to make a play, he found the third corner for Green Bay. You know, there was no real adjustments to that. And unless that changes in Green Bay, I agree, Tampa's the team to beat. Michael, you're going to be in Las Vegas next week doing your shows from here. You finally get to meet the great one, Patrick Maher. And Absolutely. You're, and you're going to be on the panel for us. That's a week from Saturday on the 28th. We have our second annual um, Circus Sports panel. You're going to be on it. Las Vegas Chris, who's had an unprecedented run of success in these contests. Matt Metcalf, our director, as well as Mike Pritchard, who's going to join the show. I think we're going to have a huge turnout for that here at Circa. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing you, Mike. I'm looking. You look great, by the way. Great job losing all that weight. You're my idol. I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm looking forward to reading Amal's book. I can't wait. <laughs> 
I'm also looking forward to learning more about how Amal's going to plan his direction with the with the contest, too. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate the time. When we come back, it's the Palm Reader Playbook. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Not valid in Iowa. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palmer. Mall Shaw will be back tomorrow, so you can make your viewing decisions based on that. Let's get into the Palm Reader playbook for today. Good weekend. We went 3-1. and one. Our only loser was Robbie Ray with Toronto uh, Friday night in Seattle. We played the run line there. Ray pitched well, but they couldn't score many runs. End up losing that game 3-2 to two with a walk-off walk. Brad Hand comes in four pitches, uh, walks in the winning run uh, to go down and defeat for the Blue Jays. We win the soccer plays. We won the soccer lean on Friday. And then the under with the Chargers, 
and the Rams was a pretty easy cover. We're going to start with a game that's underway in uh, in eastern Spain there on the Mediterranean coast at Estadio de Ceramica. That's Villarreal, the yellow submarine hosting Granada. I didn't think Granada would score in this game, uh, being the road team. We played this under two and a half. You can still get it in play under two and a half, around minus 170, 175. They've gone through 25 minutes without a goal. This was on the Best Bets email. We talk about getting a subscription. The football season's coming up. Bill Eighty sends out an email just after noon in the East Coast, around 9, 9.30 here on the West Coast with all the guests and host Best Bets for the day. This was on there. It's a two-unit play for us. Villarreal returns from Belfast, Northern Ireland, where they played the Super Cup against Chelsea. That's the winner of Europa from the previous season, which was Villarreal, against the winner of the Champions League, which was Chelsea. They played to a 1-1 draw. Um, Chelsea won the game 6-5 on penalties. I thought that was a very good showing for Villarreal in that matchup, especially not friendly territory there in Northern Ireland. Now they travel back to Spain. Chelsea rolled crushing Crystal Palace in the EPL opener this weekend, 3 to nothing. It was great to see all those crowds back in England, too, reviving, especially these teams that got promoted, got some wins. It was, it was terrific. More goals than you would usually see. We avoided uh, getting in a trap of unders there, just playing the game that we had in the playbook. And then again, Tottenham yesterday, a surprise winner over Man City. The game stayed under one to nothing. Let's get into some baseball today. I'm going to start out with the parlay. So many dead teams walking. So many dead teams walking in baseball. Baltimore, 11 in a row. What the Cubs, 11 or 12 in a row. Pittsburgh, god-awful. Texas, I mean, fading these teams right now, it's tough for the sports because there's so many money line parlays with these big favorites, and they're coming through 85% of the time. I'm going to take a parlay to fade one of them. I'm going to fade the Cubs with Wade Miley in this parlay. Minus 205. I see he's up to around 215 in some spots going against the Cubs. Miley, not a great effort last time out in Atlanta. The team rallied. He didn't take the loss. They did lose an extra innings. Miley, 11 of 14 starts, two earned runs or less. And then Kevin Gaussman with a terrific season. Uh, Still in the Cy Young talks, although a fringe candidate around seventh or eighth choice. Laying $2 there against Richie over the hill and the New York Mets, who are clinging to hopes in the NL East. That's minus 205 and minus $2 on that two-team parlay. Two straight bets in baseball today. I love Cal Quantrill. I loved him when he was with the Padres. I love him with the Indians. He's going to take on Jared Jacks uh, and the, uh, the Minnesota Twins. He had a great start last time out against the Houston Astros. Remember, Wes Reynolds in my spot gave out the Twins that day, plus 190 and plus a run and a half. They won that game against Houston. I'm going to play a first five under here, which I don't, normally do in the American League because of the DH, but it's five. Quantrill got there easily with the first five under in his game against Oakland last week. It was four to half. Two to nothing was the final there. He didn't give up a run until the sixth inning in that game. So we'll go under five. We have to lay 15 cents there. And then the Padres. This is a fade. You can list both. I'm going against Weathers. Uh, Rockies, a much different team at home. 16 games over 500 at home. 30 games under 500 on the road. What a dichotomy for them. Uh, Sensatella goes tonight for them. I'm going to play him first five here. You can get a plus price if you want to play full game on the Rockies. I don't want the bullpens getting involved. The Padres' bullpen is superior to the Rockies' bullpen, so I'm going to isolate this to the first five. It's really a fate of Weathers. Weathers, I can't believe they're still trotting them out there, but they don't have much left with Darvish going on the DL. They acquired Arietta today, who the Cubs released last week. The Padres did. 20 earned runs in his last 11 innings. For Weathers, including giving up eight earned runs in Petco against the team he's facing tonight to Rockies just three starts ago. So I've got to take Sentinzella here just on principle. Minus 105 for the first five. 
Good luck with all these plays, especially this game in Villarreal, which is our biggest play, still scoreless. Coming up next, from the South Point Beeson studio, we're going to have first-round draft pick Mike Pritchard join the Nuts for the first time. into the nuts i'm mike palm and we're pleased at this time to have mike pritchard former first round draft pick had a terrific nearly decade career in the nfl national champion colorado buffalo in the pride of rancho high school join us from the south point studios good morning mike good morning how you guys doing we are doing terrific you're going to be hosting in just 25 minutes your show will start with james salinas betting across america it's a must watch if you're a sports betting fan i wanted to get your impressions of week one of the preseason Anything or trends stand out to you so far, Mike? Nothing noticeable, uh, Mike, really, uh, because the starters weren't playing. And we have so many joint practices taking place last week and this week. Uh, I think that's the preferred path uh, for the National Football League and a lot of teams. They really feel like they get more out of the joint practices in preseason. So we didn't see uh, the frontline guys, the starters. Uh, but we did see, like, culture, though. I, I was noticing some culture and, and new coaches in particular uh, trying to implement their culture uh, and their uh, situations right there with the new teams. So uh, some of those things kind of stood out to me, but uh, some good performances from young players, too. Uh, something to note, uh, I think Javante Williams, a running back for the Denver Broncos, uh, he's a starter in this league after the first week in preseason. Uh, and in particular, too, I think the Denver Broncos had offensive line. Those were the backups out there. Uh, so when they get their front line guys, I think that's going to be a nice uh, offensive line situation out there for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Mike Munchak, Hall of Famer, uh, he's doing a great job uh, coaching those guys up. I want to talk to you about your former team and the changes that went on during the offseason. Julio Jones goes to Tennessee. Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Titans, goes to Atlanta to become the head coach. And as well, they draft Kyle Pitts out of Florida. When you look at this season, tell me about how you see the fortunes of these two teams. Do you think Tennessee misses a beat? I mean, Smith was like the Tannehill whisperer in getting a performance out of Ryan Tannehill, the <laughs> right. quarterback. How much is Julio Jones going to help that team? And then on the Atlanta side of the ball, how much are they going to miss Julio and what kind of an impact will Arthur Smith and Kyle Pitts have? Well, starting with the Titans, um, I'm really high on Tannehill. I think uh, he has put his career path uh, in a different direction than which it was prior. So uh, Arthur Smith, a big part of that, too, but also just to draft the talent around him, the Derrick Henrys, the offensive line, uh, A.J. Browns. Julio Jones added to that a healthy one uh, will – in fact, help out the offense. I think be more efficient. You know, teams have stacked the box against the Titans later on in the year to stop Derrick Henry if they could, and it really showed 
comes up in the playoffs too. So if you can add another dimension on the outside and and lighten the box up, allow Derrick Henry to get to those defensive backs so he can punish them, I think that's going to help out the Titans tremendously as well as what they've already done and accomplished so far without Arthur Smith. So on the other side, when you look at Atlanta, I think Arthur Smith, he's got to work through being a head coach and a play caller. Some of the best play callers, Mike Holmgren, they had to work through that. Mike Shanahan, they had to work through uh, situations in which they're now the the head coach. They got to manage the coaches as well as players, but then also uh, call the game, uh, user talent, if you will. So uh, I think Arthur Smith, once he works through that, he's got a load of talent out there to work with uh, with the Atlanta Falcons, and and I think they'll be pretty potent this year if he can work through that. We're talking with Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, host of Betting Across America on VSIN. You can find him at M.I. Pritchard on Twitter. Mike, the, the Cincinnati Bengals had the fifth pick in the draft. They ended up choosing mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. You're a former wide receiver, former uh, running back at, at, at Rancho in Colorado as well. Instead of this generational offensive lineman we hear about, Panay Sewell, did you agree with that draft pick? Uh, I did. Uh, I think Cincinnati needs to get more explosive. And uh, the thought process, it's going to take a while to to find those premium offensive linemen. I mean, Quentin Nelson aside, uh, that guy is off the chart, charts good. Uh, Sewell, I, we'll see how good he's going to be. But if you have a chance to draft a, a Jamar Chase, uh, then you draft him because that's just going to help you offensively. You can find offensive linemen uh, through free agency, through trades if you have to, because uh, that's a unit. Uh, but you need to be explosive. You need to be able to light up the scoreboard. The National Football League is about offensive firepower, uh, and to me, the Bengals were lacking that. Uh, they need to certainly thicken the roster that way with premium players like Chase. So, uh, it'll come together at some point, but he's one of those guys to watch out for, for sure. I, I want to talk about the Los Angeles Rams. My partner, Amal Shaw, believes that the acquisition of Matthew Stafford should make them a favorite in the NFC or considered to be one of the two favorites with Tampa Bay and the NFC to win the Super Bowl. How big of a lift will this team get from Matthew Stafford? It depends on the running game, Mike. Uh, if if they can get the running game back to the level without Acres that that we're accustomed to with the Rams, uh, the addition for Stafford will will definitely help that offense for sure. Uh, it's one of the best defenses in the league. I'm a big fan of Aaron Donald. Uh, Ramsey is is tremendous too. Uh, Leonard on the outside, they got a one-two punch uh, in terms of that front defensively, but offensively, Cooper Cup by uh, so many weapons uh, on the perimeter for Stafford, it's going to be tremendous. But it's pretty off of that running game. The wide zone, they got to get that going to play action uh, to help out Stafford for sure. They're going to have a good offensive line, I believe, but the running back position without Akers, we have to keep an eye on that. Mike, I asked Michael Lombardi this question. In the last 12 years, we've only had two head coaches that came from the defensive side of the football, that being Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick win Super Bowls. The other nine, and it's nine different individuals, have all been offensive coaches. I talk about Denver. Is Denver any good? Can Denver be better this year? Is the era of the defensive-minded head coach like Vic Fangio over? 
I don't think it's over. It's just not in vogue, though. Um, Offensive-minded coaches, from an ownership standpoint, from a GM standpoint, uh, I I believe they they love those guys because they can manage the situation. We just talked about Arthur Smith, and and a lot of times these offensive-minded head coaches are play callers. Uh, And so they've dealt with that, and they would really love to allow somebody to take over the defense. I'm going to leave you alone. You call the defense. You handle that side of the ball. This is uh, my side of the ball. I'm going to handle that as well as be the head coach. And uh, if you speak to these guys, they really enjoy being play callers. That's where their talent lies. And uh, so I I think when we look at situations in the National Football League, uh, if you find a defensive-minded head coach like a Vic Fangio, can he have a guy like Shermer who can take over the offense and he won't even have to worry about it, won't even have to bother bother with it because he's got a head coach quality kind of guy calling the plays, coordinating plays, but then also a talented play caller too. So I don't think it's over. I just don't think it's in vogue uh, in ownership these days. They prefer the offensive side of the ball. Mike, next Saturday, August 28th, you're going to join Michael Lombardi, Matt Metcalf in Vegas, Chris, on our second annual Circus Sports football panel. We look so forward to having you. And I have to ask you, when we get you on the panel, yes. the Colorado Buffaloes National Championship team send a thank you note to J.C. Lauderback every year for fifth down in Columbia, Missouri on October 6, 1990. No, no thank you notes for sure. Um, still upset about that Omniturf and what they did before the game. We'll have to discuss that during your panel, that's for sure. Some insight there. We will. Have a great show, Mike. Thank you. All right, when we return on the Nuts, we're going to have Sean King, the newest member of the Vston family. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now that the NFL preseason has kicked off, it's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VSIN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus bets, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only $20, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and College Guy. Reserve your copy, or better yet, just sign up for the VSIN All Access Package. You get points spread weekly every week. Listen on demand to all the shows. Bill 80 with that email. That's the best email going in business today. Best bets of all the hosts and the guests. Sign up for the VSIN package. I'm telling you, folks, don't waste $40 on the two guides. Get it all. It's only $20 a month. You can do it just for the entire NFL season. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. An update from the sunny shores of eastern Spain. Still no goals at Villarreal. Granada 0, Villarreal 0. Two minutes left before halftime. They're in the 44th minute right now. At this time, I'm pleased to have on the newest member of the VEASAN family, former NFL quarterback. He won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and co-host with Tim Murray of Nightcap. It's Sean King, everyone. How you doing, Mike? Good to see you, man. How was your weekend? My, my weekend was great. We got to see preseason football. It's good to have it back. We got some baseball races going on there, and better yet, you're with Veasan. Derek's been raving about you for weeks, and we're so happy you decided to join the team. Hey, I'm happy to be a part of the team. What better time than when America's game is about to get started and back in full swing, fans in the stadiums? I just can't wait. I'm excited, you know, and uh, I'm ready to go. Sean, you're the pride of Gibbs High School in St. Petersburg. Terrific career at Tulane, an undefeated season. You still hold the passer rating record for a single season in Division One with Tulane. You get drafted by your hometown team. You end up being part of a Super Bowl winning team in Tampa Bay. Here's my question. The Buccaneers return all 22 starters off the defending Super Bowl champions. The only two teams to come close to doing that, and they returned 17 and 16 respectively. Seattle, when they came within a Malcolm Butler interception of repeating, and then the Patriots, who went back to the Super Bowl and won after the collapse against Matt Ryan. Isn't this NFL season really just about the Buccaneers and whether they can avoid any injury bad luck? I wish it was that easy, Mike. I wish it was. But, you know, I think there's a couple of different layers to this. You know, and let's just go back in history for a little bit. Before last year and Tom Brady, Tampa was, in a lot of ways, one of the worst franchises in the NFL from a success standpoint. So I just think it speaks to how every offseason, the whole identity of an organization can change if they handle free agency in the draft in the proper way. And I say that to say it's not going to be a cakewalk. I think it's a testament to the environment that the Glaciers and Bruce Arians have created, that in a day and age where guys are chasing money and money alone, 
generally in free agency, the guys thought enough of the environment there to come back. Some of them taking less than they could have gotten other places. Are they the most talented team in the National Football League? Absolutely. Do I have a futures bet on the Tampa Buccaneers? Absolutely, but here's why. If they are as good as I think they can potentially be, plus 850 is the best I'm going to get on them to win the Super Bowl. So I have to take it now. But if I said they played this year out 10 times, Tampa probably only wins it once or twice. We opened them after, on that night they won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. We opened them at 12-1 to 1 here at Circus Sports. They're down to 6-1 to 1 in some markets, which speaks to the success they had in the offseason and being able to retain all that talent. When you look at the landscape of the NFC, who do you see as their biggest competitors? Obviously, they had to go to Green Bay and win the championship game last year. Green Bay had the best record, and they have Rodgers back. And many expect the Rams to get quite a lift from the acquisition of Matthew Stafford. You know, the, the NFC situation is kind of why I am bullish on the Bucks, the repeat. And I did. I got them at plus 850. I wish I would have gotten a 12-1. to <laughs> That would have been even better. But when you look at the NFC, there is really no legitimate contemporary that doesn't have major question marks. I mean, you mentioned the Rams. That's all based on it was the Lions. It wasn't Matthew Stafford for the past decade. You know, you look at the 49ers, their quarterback situation is kind of in the flux. You look at Green Bay, who you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers had such a grievance with the organization, he didn't show up for any of the offseason activities. And when he did show up, they pretty much admitted that it's still not paradise. It's just we're going to be professional. So, I mean, when you look at the NFC, all of the real contenders have major question marks. So, as long as Tampa can stay healthy and they play to their potential, I can see them, you know, getting back to the Super Bowl. But the AFC is loaded. I mean, there are some teams in the AFC that are as talented as Tampa that have the same level of experience and expectation. So, you know, it's going to be fun seeing how this all plays out. We're speaking with Sean King, former NFL quarterback. You can find him at RealSeanKing on Twitter, co-host of Nightcap with Tim Murray. You made the transition from a Division One quarterback uh, to an NFL quarterback getting back drafted by your hometown team. Let's take a look at the Offensive Rookie of the Year betting market. And I want to ask you, who do you think is in a, the best position to make that transition? Out of the quarterbacks, we expect to get a lot of repetitions in the NFL this year. Trevor Lawrence is 3-1. to one. Justin Fields, plus 650. I'm going to leave Trey Lance out because I think San Francisco's going to stay with Garoppolo. Zach Wilson, 10 to 1. And then a lot of talk that Mac Jones will be your starter with the Patriots. He's also 10 to 1. Well, the only thing I know for certain, Mike, is that the player or the rookie of the year will be a quarterback. <laughs> That's all I know for certain. I mean, when you looked at this first round of preseason games, they all did a lot of positive things. You know, they all had like some warts, some areas where you can see that's potentially going to be a problem, but it's an extremely talented group. You know, so it kind of is going to come down to who, so who has the best supporting cast? Like whose situation is the one that's set up for success right now? And, and so that's interesting. To be honest, I don't really know. And it's very rare that I don't have a strong opinion. You know, but my opinion is that it's going to be a quarterback. You know, I think Justin Fields did enough where you could think because Chicago's probably the team that's in the playoff hunt, the latest, if he's a starting quarterback, he's going to get the most attention. 
But, I mean, New England has a lot of their guys that opted out of COVID back. If Max, the quarterback there, he looked like he could get them to the playoffs if everything goes right. I'm not, you know, as strong of an opinion as you that he's going to be the day one starter because I think Cam's going to get an opportunity at least initially, you know, to prove that, that you know, he got better from last year as far as it pertains to uh, New England. But, I mean, Trevor Lawrence did some really good things. Zach Wilson, who I'm definitely not as high on, he looked composed. The ball was zipping out of his hand. It was accurate when it got to his destination. So it's going to be fascinating to watch. You know, I think this group overall is so talented that it's just going to come down to fit. Who's in the best situation? Who has the best fit for the 2021 season? John Drew Brees retires from the Saints. Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston in a quarterback battle there. I had expected that Jameis Winston would win this out and clearly be the number one. Thought Taysom Hill looked pretty good in the preseason game against the Ravens. How do you see this quarterback race shaping up, and who do you think gives the Saints a better chance to win right now? I definitely think it's Jameis. I think Jameis is one of the top ten most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, everybody knows he has a glaring deficiency, which is interceptions. So he has to get that fixed to become an elite quarterback. But just based on talent, the ability to move around in the pocket, the ability to put the football at every different area with velocity, with touch, with accuracy. I mean, he's got all the tools. And I I challenge everybody that's listening to go back and really watch the Saints preseason game. And there's no way you can look at those two guys and say Jameis isn't the better quarterback. Now, if Drew Brees, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, was okay with Taysom Hill taking snaps at quarterback, then I don't think Jameis Winston's going to have any say in the matter whatsoever. So I do think Taysom's going to have a package. But at some point in the first quarter of the season, I think Jameis does become the unquestioned starting quarterback. But it's still going to be a timeshare similar to what we saw with Drew Brees. Denver has a similar situation in a quarterback competition between Drew Locke and they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I'm not selling my Drew Locke stock just yet. I, I, I like Teddy Bridgewater, but he's limited in that, you know, he tends to ch- check down a lot and, and move the ball very methodically. Who do you see emerging as the quarterback with the Broncos? You know, Mike, it's very interesting you ask this question because sometimes our stubbornness is our greatest attribute, but sometimes it's our biggest crutch. So, like, I've always had this belief that I don't bet preseason football. I just use it to make evaluations, to gain information. But the Denver Broncos have changed my complete outlook on wagering on preseason football, and here's why. You have to bet the Broncos almost every week because they're really the only team with two starting quarterbacks that are going to play the majority of the game because they're in an organic quarterback competition. And so it really bothered me that I left basically free money, in my opinion, on the table by not taking the Broncos because I think both of these guys are middle-of-the-road starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. I agree with you. Drew Locke is probably a little more talented than Teddy Bridgewater. I also think that if you put them on the same team, the teams end up with almost identical records because what Bridgewater lacks in talent, I think he makes up with composure and experience. So – It'll be interesting moving forward. You know, I don't think they can go wrong either way. I do think both of those guys are going to play a little bit. You know, and just to cap off my feelings about preseason football, how did I not bet the Raiders? First-time fans are in Allegiant. The Raiders, 
you know, Gruden has a great preseason record. He wants to get the season off to a good start. Seasons, uh, Seattle's not playing any of their starters. Left money on the table. John, thank you for the actionable betting information. We look forward to hearing you with Tim Murray on Nightcap. That's 7 to 10 Pacific, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. on the East Coast. Thanks, Sean. All right, thanks for having me. You bet. Scoreless at halftime in Spain, Villarreal and Granada. Tomorrow, noted author Amal Shaw returns to the nuts. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas on Betting Across America. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.